Blog Talk Radio. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Make me to lie down in green pastures. Lead me beside the waters of rest. He restores my soul. Though I walk through the valley, thou art with me. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Christian Survivor Radio. It's the 30th day of March 2018, 8.30 a.m. on the East Coast of the United States. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. Our text today will be taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, beginning verse 24, also beginning in Matthew chapter 24 with a couple of verses. But before we get into the word of God, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, to break this bread of life today, Lord, that your word that you sent, that we might be healed, we might be saved, or we might be set free. We ask you, Lord, your anointing would be upon this word today, God, to go forth and do what needs to be done. You know every ear and every person is going to hear it. We ask you, Lord, that you just change lives today. That you would save souls, that you would break horrible bondages in people's lives, you'd heal bodies, change lives, Father. We just ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen and amen. Today is Good Friday. It's the day that our Lord was crucified, his uh, passion for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son who... So ever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For this reason was the Son of God manifested, purposed that he might destroy the works of the devil. He overcame the devil, he overcame sin, he overcame death. We need to give him praise and give him honor. Today we celebrate his death on the cross, his finished work. Sunday we will celebrate his resurrection power. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. He rose a victor from the dark domain. The completed work of Jesus Christ. On this broadcast, we do the best we can to lift up Jesus that all men might be drawn unto him. Listen to me, it's all about him. He's the soon coming king. We we read of his parables, we read of his prophecies, and we see things happening as he spoke. Because he was God incarnate, he knows the beginning from the ending. He is the first, he is the last, he is that which was was dead, but now is alive forevermore. And he gives us warning in his word of the times that we are living in. I, I notice that in a subtle way, that the arch enemy of God, who, by the way, is our arch enemy, the God of this world, as portrayed in Second Corinthians 4.4, 4, sowing his seeds. And that's what our message is going to be, 
be about today is the the wheat and the tares. The wheat and the tares. And Jesus spoke in a parable concerning these things. But I was saying about the subtle way that the enemy is introducing isms and schisms. He slips it under the door, so to speak. He uh, slips in the occult-like messages. You can see him in TV programs. You can see him in media. You can see him in the world. You can even see him in churches. Jesus clearly stated that there would be two factions in the last days. There will be his true church, the remnant. And then there will be a false church, apostate, who have left the article of the faith, who have went in a different direction, who have refused to retain God, Jesus Christ, the knowledge of the gospel, the truth of the gospel in their minds and went about sowing tares. And Jesus talks about them in Matthew 13, beginning verse 24. But before we go there, I want to go to Matthew chapter 24. I make reference there a lot because it's so pertinent to where we are today. The the age of deception. The age of very, very, very strong delusion. The age when men believe a lie, the Bible declares. Therefore, when men believe a lie, the Bible says their soul will be damned. You know, some say, well, this is radical thinking. Now, this is what the Word of God says. Many would like to shove aside the truth of the gospel, that there's good and there's evil. But he said there would be those in the days in which we live that would call good evil and evil good, who would put their stamp of approval on that which the word of God is totally against. The best the best antidote for sin is to fess up, confess our sins before an almighty God. Become an open book before the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit deal in your life. Because the Bible says the Holy Ghost will lead us and guide us into all of his truth and all of his righteousness with the pitfalls that are in the world today. With the things we see going on around and about us. With the blatant disregard for the things of God. With evil being ramped up the revolutions of evil, the evolving of even a greater evil, pointing towards the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we look unto him, the author, 
the finisher of our faith. He is our salvation. He is our hope. He is our first and our last. He's the only one that can help us in a time of trouble. But Jesus was on the Mount of Olives in chapter 24 of Matthew, the Olivet Discourse, and I want to read verse 3. And he sat up on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming? And the end of the the end of the world, and uh, which means the end of this age. That God's not concerned about time. I mean, He controls time, but He's timeless. He's He's eternal. <laughs> and Jesus answered in verse four, Matthew twenty-four, verse four. Read this scripture. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed. And no man deceive you. This places the art of deception as the greatest weapon that Satan uses. The, the subtle ways. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about seeking whom he may destroy and whom he may devour. Beware, the Bible declares, of the wiles or the weapons of the of the enemy. Jesus said from the beginning he was a liar and a murderer and a thief. And those that take up with him are yet the same. So in Matthew 13... Beginning verse 24, Jesus speaking in parables. He spoke a lot in parables that, 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 uh, that the understanding might be amplified in the lives of the people. And he said, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, now this is a second parable in, in that particular chapter, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which soweth good seed in his field. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man. Now, the man is Christ Jesus. The Bible declares he's the son of man. He calls himself the son of man. He's the substitute. He's the mediator. One mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. He came as a man. He condescended. He became as a servant. The kenosis of Christ, he poured himself out. He came on a mission. He came to, to the Bible declares, to drink a bitter cup. For I must drink of this cup. For you know I'll take my life, he said, but I will lay it down and I will raise it up again. It's all about Jesus Christ. Do you know the Bible declares? And you, know, and you say, well, that should be clear to most people, but it's not. That there's coming a day when he will be the only ruling authority on the face of this earth. 
The Bible says, and the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of God and his Christ. Daniel said a stone cut without hands will fall and hit the ten toes of the image that was showed to Nebuchadnezzar, thus bringing every kingdom down, and this, and this stone made without hands will rule and reign forever. Things are not going to go on as you see it. There's a pressure building. There are birth pangs all around and about. We see the signs of the times, and we cannot afford to go to sleep. We cannot afford to come down off the wall. We must be the watchman in our struggles, in our, in our failures, in our shortcomings. We must put on the full armor of an almighty God, which is Jesus Christ and him crucified. The Bible says we must endure till the end. We must finish our race. We must be a voice in the wilderness, crying, prepare he the way of the Lord. While people mock, they mock Noah as he said, there's a flood coming. They, knock, they mock John the Baptist as he come out of the wilderness uh, uh, wearing camel hair and eating locusts and, and honey, declaring, prepare ye the way of the Lord, we sit in our church houses every Sunday, and the Word of God goes forth. But how many actually believe it's going to come to pass? Actually believe that Jesus Christ is coming back to set up a kingdom on this earth. A rejuvenated, a restituted, a revived earth where New Jerusalem will come down. The Bible declares 1,500 square miles. The main, the main city, we have many cities today, many systems today, but there's coming the holy city of God, New Jerusalem, down out of heaven. The Bible declares Ariel, the city of David. This is the future. Men have a lot of other plans for the future, but let's get something straight. Men are not in control. Men will be allowed to do things for a season, but there comes suddenly a, a, a abrupt interruption in the ways of men. That's why we must turn our eyes off this world system and turn our eyes on Jesus Christ. Even the church has developed systems and isms and schisms and footprints that we must walk in according to what men say. But if men deviate from the word of God, if men would rather live in a form and a fashion and deny the power thereof, if men would rather give lip service rather than give their hearts, to Jesus Christ, because out of the heart proceeds the issues of life. This is the quandary that we are in, that we are uh, at a crossroads. We must choose. We must make a choice. We must pick up the word of God. We must absorb its truth, and we must live its truth, regardless of what the systems do, whether it be the political system, or the religious system. Listen, the Bible in Revelation talks about the political system rising through the Antichrist and the religious system rising through the false prophet. We've got to make a choice. We've got to, uh, an old military term, we've got to hunker down. We've got to set our feet. We've got to have a made-up mind. A double-minded man is unstable in all of these ways. We've got to cast off those heavy bands. We've got to lay aside every weight of sin that was so easily 
beset us. Back to Matthew 13, verse 25. And while men slept, while men slept, his enemy, so men sleeping have an enemy, came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Now, tares, a grain that looks like wheat while growing, but when it becomes full-grown and ripe, its ears are long and the grains being black and poisonous. Look like wheat, but the end result, the fruit, you shall know them, the Bible declares, by the fruit that they bear. If men do not preach, bottom line, bottom line, do not preach Jesus Christ. Anybody that denies that Christ is totally Lord, the Bible declares, is anti-Christ. Why well, so cut and dry? That, yes, it is. Well, that's so simple and to the point. Yes, it is. He's Lord. If men and women from pulpits do not preach from this holy book I'm holding in my hand and do not rightly divide the word of truth, that's why in Acts 17, 11, the, the brilliant challenge is to open your Bible and make sure what's being preached to you is the truth. Check it out through the scriptures. But while men slept, is there... A portion of the body of Christ is sleeping today. Must there be an awakening? Of course. The enemy came. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about seeking whom he may destroy and seeking whom he can mess up. Goes about. And is it possible? Is it possible that men, is it possible that even believers can allow Satan to use them? I don't know. What did Jesus say to Peter? Jesus spoke to Peter and said, hey, I've, I've got to go to the cross. I've, I've got to die. I've come to do, I've, I've come to drink my bitter cup. Peter said, no, 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 we're not going to allow that to happen. And he looked at him, he called him Satan. He said, get thou behind me, Satan. When we don't accept the truth, when we don't take the truth, when we don't drink that bitter, sometimes it's bitter. It's bitter, that 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 uh, revelation of who we are that can only be revealed to us through the Holy Spirit of God. Men, men can't tell you where you are living. The Bible declares, he told Samuel, he said, Samuel, he said, men look on the outside, but I, the Lord thy God, look on the inside. I know men's hearts. I know where they're living. I know their struggles. I know what they're going through. I know their weaknesses. I know their tendencies. I know their habits. I know them. The very hair on their heads are numbered. They said men were sleeping because the good seed was sown. You can read the beginning of of, uh, chapter 13, and read the parable of the sower. Many reasons why seeds don't take root. I think we've, 
I think we've discussed it before on this broadcast. But being lethargic, what did he tell the church, the church at where, where was it Laodicea? He said, "Either be hot or cold, because because if you be lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth." He says in verse twenty six, "But when the blade was sprung up." And brought forth fruit. There appeared the tares. Looking like wheat. Exactly like wheat. Until you peel back the long stems. And the grains will not bear the same fruit. They'll be black and heavy, laden down. But see, the Bible says that that, that the Lord's going to allow the tares to grow up with the wheat. So it's the spirit of discernment that shows us the difference between the wheat and the tares. Mark those that labor among you. And the devil wants to sow tares in our lives. With with comp- uh, a little bit's not gonna hurt. What 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 did Jesus say? He said a little leaven. Leaven is a type of sin. A little leaven destroyeth the whole lump. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. There appear the tares also. So there's a false church and there's a true church. There are apostates. Listen, Paul warned, he said, when I leave here, he said, there will be those who come in that'll be wolves in sheep's clothing. So in verse 27, so the servants of the householder came and said unto him, sir, did not you sow good seed in your field? From whence then has it tares did you not start out good no tares were sowing so where did they come from the enemy verse verse 28 says he said unto him them an enemy has done this this refers to Satan and his minions his ministers those that follow him those that call him God that's what he likes. He likes worship. He likes recognition. He's prideful. It's his downfall, the Bible declares. The servant said unto him, Will you then that we go and gather them up? Now listen. 
Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 11, 13-15, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is a it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their work. So we are in a quandary. We've got to have a discernment. That's why we've got to keep our nose in the Bible, the Word of God. Because it is the truth. There's days you're not going to hear a lot except what the Word says. Study to show yourself approved a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. For my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. As I mentioned before, there's, all you got to do is watch and pick out the little, even in the old programs. I watched uh, some things the other day. The old the old shows from the 60s and the 70s, there's little droplets of the occult. You know, you can laugh at me all you want to, but it it doesn't matter. It's the truth. There's little droplets of the occult dropped in those programs. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. It certainly does. It certainly does. Because see, what you don't realize is what people look at and what people absorb all they can control their lives, our lives. What we feed upon is who we're going to be. And if we if we have a, a, a nonchalant, laid back, lukewarm attitude toward, uh, you know, uh, to what we see and what we let uh, we allow to be absorbed into our life, then you know we have a problem. We have a spiritual problem. The Bible says to guard your heart because out of the heart proceeds the issues of life. We just can't let everything in. We can't open doors. We're in a battle. Now, not to win a battle. The battle was won at the cross 2,000 years ago, but we are in a battle of our faith to walk in that which Jesus Christ did 2,000 years ago. What we're celebrating this weekend, the finished work of Jesus Christ. The one who died on the cross, the one who was resurrected on the third day, the one who was exalted and, and, and taken up to heaven and sitting by the right hand of the Father. This same Jesus you see ascending in like manner will descend. He's coming back. He's coming back to judge, to separate the wheat from the tares. So the so they said unto him, Will you then that we go and gather them up? Shall we go and rid the field of the tares? But he said, No. He said, No. See, he is the, the reaper. He is the separator. He knows who's wheat. And he knows who is tares. He knows exactly where every one of us stand with him. They said, no, lest while you gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. The gentle, genteel way in which he handles his church. 
while the tares for false doctrine are pointed out, we don't remove them. We pray for them. But there's coming a day of removal. In the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 12, whose fan is in his hand. He will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with an unquenchable fire. Now, chaff, same thing as tares, that which is not wheat. One, one, one translation says he has a winnowing shovel, a winnowing fork in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn up with fire that never, ever goes out. So the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ himself, will do the separating. He said in verse 30, let both grow together until the harvest. Uh -oh. So there's coming a harvest. There's coming a separation. There's coming a, a, uh, uh, a, a change that the world as we know it will not be allowed to go on the way that it is. Why? Because the love of many are waxing cold. The the word of God says iniquity shall abound. Is it not abounding? That men will wax worse and worse. That men will deceive and be deceived. Men's plans to bring forth this and bring forth that outside of the lids of God, a circumvention of, of God. When men refuse to retain God in their knowledge, in the Bible says he will turn them over to a reprobate, a mind that is absent of God. Men don't regard him. He's simply a fairy tale. He's simply a myth in their eyes and in their hearts. Strong delusion and strong deception. Let them both grow up together. Verse 30, let them both grow up together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers. Now the Bible declares the reapers are the angels. So this work that he performs is only through his wisdom and through his power. And he's the one that has the total ability to do it. So we guard our heart against deception. Now, listen to me this morning. The worst deception is self-deception. We can continue on in things in our lives, and we can talk ourselves into thinking they're all right when the Word of God says they're not. Match it up against the Word of God. Let the Holy Ghost convict. We're not condemned, but we certainly are convicted. Well, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. But we certainly can be convicted by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says those that He loves, He will chasten. Let both grow up together until the harvest. Then the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares, first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. We see a separation here. We see a time when these things will be, be, be totally in union, there will be a mingling the ten toes that were showed to Nebuchadnezzar, we see iron and clay being mingled, no purity. 
for this coming a separation. He says the tares bind them in bundles to burn them. This is a parable now. So the tares, this is a type of being eternally lost, void of God. Now the Bible declares, whosoever says, Lord, Lord, shall enter in, shall be saved, shall be delivered. Whosoever shall mean business, but many shall say, Lord, Lord, and he's not going to let them in. Why? Because they're tares. So there needs there there needs to be a you know we say, hey, I know brother so and so is a tear and says yeah, no I'm not <laughs> for us to judge that let's turn this thing on ourselves let's be like the psalmist David who knelt at the feet of God Almighty and says Lord I'm going to use a term here beat all of the hell out of my life if you find any iniquity in me. Then remove it. Renew within me a right, my God, help us today, a right spirit. Don't let iniquity abound in my life. And if be tares sowed in, in, in our lives, then, Lord, before your great judgment, judge us now. <clears throat> why, are we, why are we are willing, pardon me, willing to be judged? Well, we are an open book before him. Our heart is open. Our minds are open. Lord, Lord, do what needs to be done. Let the transformation that only can be done through your spirit touch our lives. Because, listen, time is growing short. And I don't think we realize how short. But gather the wheat into my barn. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Verses 13 through 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout and with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. We're talking about resurrection, what we're celebrating this weekend, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the first fruits of death. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. Verse, verse, verse 17 says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So we see a contrast. We see the tares that are bundled up. Little, they look like wheat, but they're false grain. And they're bundled up and they're burnt. But gather the wheat into my barn. Enter in, my good and my faithful servant, into the joys of the Lord. Now this message, this broadcast, is not meant that we go looking for tares. But I believe this is to make sure that we're not a tear. Romans declares that we are not to judge men, 
unless we be judged with the same judgment. We're not the judge. I know people say we're, we're fruit inspectors. I know the Bible says mark those labor among you. You'll know them by their fruit, but how are we to handle this? Now there's scripture. Paul wrote it out. How, how to handle in the church those which are unruly. Check it out. Well, Paul wrote, but we never quit loving and we never quit praying. Listen to me today. Every soul is precious. The Word of God says, I would that none would perish. Oh, that we would show more love. towards our fellow man. The spirit of of condemnation, the spirit of pointing fingers, the spirit of judgment is so rampant in the house of God. So if we see a fault in somebody, first of all, look at your own. Look at your own shortcomings. I I have found in the church world that so many will use the faults of others to point to some righteousness in themselves. But the Bible said there's none good. All have sinned to come short of the glory of God. But self-righteousness in itself is deception. Worse deception than self-deception. But no, this is in the hands of God. We are to preach the word. We are to give people the truth. We are to read the truth and apply it to our own life. No exceptions from the pulpit to the back door. No exceptions. All are under the guidelines of this holy book that I got my hand on. All are subject to the truth of Jesus Christ. Because he said, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man comes into the Father except it be through me. So there's coming a separation. There's coming a day, Bible declared, when he will separate the sheep from the goats. Let's have compassion on, on people. Because the Lord had had much compassion on people. He would that none would perish. He can transform a tear into a fruitful grain of wheat. He's the transformer. He's the one that causes a change within our lives. We are changed by the power of Almighty God. We are changed through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Let the chain begin in us. Let us look before. Let's look in the mirror. Let him point out our weakness through his revelation. Let's accept it and let's do something about it. Let's repent of our shortcomings. We all Listen, we all have them unless tears be sown in our lives and we become a tear. The Bible declares, many will say, but Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. He said, depart from me. He works on iniquity. You go into the bundle that's going to be burned up with fire. For he said, I knew you not. 
how we need to keep open before Jesus Christ. How we need to bring in subjection, not our failure. How we need to confess and repent of our sins. Repentance. First thing John the Baptist cried out to the people of God, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Make a conscious decision to turn around and tell the Lord you're sorry. If you don't know him today, the Bible says confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Almighty through a quickening spirit raised and resurrected Jesus Christ from a tomb, the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. And he's alive forevermore, sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for me and you. You believe that today. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Repent. Repent. Turn. Make a conscious decision. Tell him you're sorry. Denounce all evil within your life. A godly sorrow is needed. That only can come through the Holy Ghost touching your heart, revealing unto you Unto us our undone ways. And call on the name of the Lord. And you shall be delivered. Man, what a promise. If you're sick in your body, by his precious stripes that he bore in the courtyard of Pilate, the blood that he shed, mangled, so that me and you might be saved, might be healed, and might be set free by the power of God. Bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace of mind, and by his stripes we are healed. The Bible declares that he didn't even look human. He was so mangled. That's the that's sin. That, you're looking at sin. You're looking at what we deserve. You're looking at how God regards sin. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. In Isaiah 6, he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And there was angelic beings flying around, crying, holy, 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 a thrice holy God. There's only one way we can deal and satisfy the holiness of an almighty God, and that's accepting Jesus Christ, who satisfied his holiness, who fulfilled the law. It's all about him. It's all about lifting up Jesus, that all men may be drawn unto him. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. And Lord, we just ask you to anoint this word today, and you'll use it for the upbuilding of thy kingdom. You know each and every person that, that's going to listen to this broadcast. You know every need in their lives, and I ask you, God, that you change them today. God, how we need you to be involved in our lives totally. How you need to be Lord of our lives totally. Let us lay aside every weight of sin that would so easily beset us. Lord, you, you warned us that we could miss what you have for us if we don't choose you. It's your will that every man, woman, boy, and girl will be saved. 
you would have none would perish. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you for your promises today. Help us, Lord, to push towards the high mark of the high calling. Help us today, Lord, to strive to enter in even the straight gate, you said. Because you said that path that's wide leads to destruction. There's a lot of leadway there, a lot of room for a period and a season, but it leads to destruction. And we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for souls, and we thank you for healings, and we thank you for miracles in people's lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Go to the house of God this weekend. Worship God and thank God that we serve a resurrected Savior. Till next time, God bless. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.